Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 170 of the 2 on 3 podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at 2 on 3 pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at hello, hello. at 2 on 3 pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and you can find me nearly running out of gas at CD Villa Senora on Twitter. Ty is laying low after his second COVID vaccine, but on the bright side, we are joined by friend of the show and UW Twitter influencer, Josh Tufts. Where can we find you on social media, Josh? Woo! You can get me followed by the UW head football coach at Joshua Tufts on the Twitters, but um, secondary to being liked by the UW or followed by the UW football coach, a like from MC Hammer really made my day this last week, so... That is the mad. That is absolutely the magic of Twitter. When like somebody just throws you a, throws you a, uh, throws you a like, and they're famous, and it's it, it really makes you feel a little closer to the process of you know of of being part of the zeitgeist. If if MC Hammer is part of the zeitgeist, if if you'd have told like 1990 high school me that you can't touch this, that I was going to be able to throw a little compliment at his automotive choices, and he was going to give me a head nod acknowledgement of that, I would have been pretty damn excited. Yeah, th- that's exciting. I mean, uh, you know, it's funny to cultivate like little Twitter. At least they kind of know who you are. I think at least like in the Twitter context, like if you throw a like or you throw a comment they'll throw a like back at you it's nice to have some celebrities who will who will do that for you which is which is nice you know a little let them have cake yeah I mean, <laughs> especially someone who has you know enjoyed following entertainment and whatnot like like i have it's it's just it's fun to get a little a little stroke here and there I'd like to think that MC Hammer and I bonded over the fact that I didn't approach, I didn't address his, you know, incredible talent, musical, otherwise it was the, the Jaguar reference, that was the car talk amongst men we were talking. <laughs> right, because that's what dudes do. We talk about, talk about the cars and, uh, and things that we, uh, you know, man things. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if there was some minivan talk, I would have got involved more. Oh, there you go. You could have... <laughs> Could have really impressed upon MC Hammer, you know, the options of all the other tools he could carry around if he had his, uh, you know, minivan. Exactly, exactly. If you roll a, if you roll a two thousand, you know, thirteen, you know, sleek minivan like myself, <laughs> swagger wagon, the swagger wagon. <laughs> then you know that's that's the kind of things I think celebrities really want to really want to talk about. You still getting all the true value out of like the push button open doors? Because I remember that was like a big deal when there was kid drop off. But in COVID times, if you lose the you know the value of the kid drop off, does the val- does the wag- is the shine off the wagon? Never. I'm a minivan guy. I don't know. It's one of those things where I I'm trying to th- see into the future because you know the kids kids are getting older. At some point, I'm gonna have to replace this ride because it's like I got 120,000 miles on it. So I'm probably just gonna drive it till the wheels fall off. But um, but I don't know what I'm going to do next. Miata certainly, convertible. Miata. It's, it's, <laughs> it's certainly not going to be any sort of sports number. My back is not is not down for like sitting in like low cars like the one, <laughs> at least the one you used to drive. For God's the one sake. I used that, to torment you with the lunch God. pickups. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Can't even get in that. I think like, I should have just gotten the back seat for God's sake. It's like can you just drive me around like Uber because I can't get because I can't get in this sports car front seat. I, I, honestly, I think the sad part is the back seat was probably worse. <laughs> That's when you know you bought a really great car. It's a four door car, and I can't get into any of the any. I can't get into any of the doors. 
So is your next one is when the kids are in off into college or beyond, is this when you get to finally get the Mercedes Sprinter van conversion? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. The all wheel drive, uh, the four by four, uh, raised, four by four raised the ladder up to the top for sure. A hundred percent sports mobile, Winnebago revel, whatever that thing is. Um, yeah. And then I'm just going to drive around the country and just, you know, hang out places. Golf courses. God, I can't wait. I, a golf course pilgrimage. <laughs> now you got me dreaming of retirement. <laughs> Whoopsies. Well, well. All right. Well, thanks, Josh, for joining us. Uh, Ty, we hope you feel better after your immune system makes the leap to hyperspace. But you're also going to get a nice little signal boost off of the next uh, podcast, right? It'll be 5G. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes, exactly. All the all the things Bill Gates promised us uh, with the vaccines. Uh-oh. Hey, Uh-oh. hey, hey. Well, we might get into that maybe a little later. But uh, today we've got some some um, sports style entertainment stuff today. Um, so we're going to talk about athletes from Seattle in segment one. Since you know, since Josh is very in depth into the into the into the sports scene in, in Seattle. Um, in segment number two, we're going to examine some of our guilty pleasures. Not like pornography, because that's, you know. That's not, nobody's guilty. Nobody's guilty about that at all. I'm not guilty about that at all. And in segment three, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, a little more in depth about celebrity culture and, and, uh, and how into it we really are. We'll, we'll quiz ourselves. Um, dad jokes of the week, <laughs> since Ty's Woo! not around. <laughs> And in the overtime, we'll figure out something to talk about, I'm sure. Nice. Yeah, there you have it. All right, let's do it. Segment number one. So, you know, segment number one has been, uh, is, is all about Seattle. And I, I realize that I've been living in this town for almost 30 years now, which is shocking. <laughs> Longer yeah. than you've lived anywhere else, except for except for a brief stint uh, where I lived in Portland for a couple of years. Um, yeah, thirty years is blowing my mind, and um, and we get to see a lot of great athletes in Seattle. But really, what I thought about is like who are the ones that are from Seattle? Now, this is a this is one of those things where when you grow up, like it's really great to see like famous. You know that athletes perform at a at a young age, and then grow up to be famous. Like there are no famous athletes from Carlinville, Illinois. <laughs> I think maybe my brother it might be the most famous. There, I did go to school with a guy who pitched in the minor leagues for the Red Sox. Oh, there you go. So he might be the most famous. Bernard and was he was he unhittable in the Carlinville Little League? Bernard Zafik. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still I'm still trying to catch up to Bernard's uh, fastball from when I was 12. <laughs> maybe but, if I start my swing now. It's maybe if I started my swing in 1978, I would have caught up to the one that I faced in 1982. Bernard Bernard Zafik Buzz. Do we call him Buzz. Does that <laughs> Bernie, go with the fastball? Bernie. 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 Mm. No, unhittable. Unhittable. Just okay. just just crushing people. So you're starting so, with a really high bar. So, <laughs> the but see, I grew up, right when you, when you grow up in a town of like five thousand people, the most famous athlete that comes out of your school is not particularly famous. But if you grow up in the Seattle area, you might grow up seeing athletes like at, competi- at competing schools or even your school. Let's start with your school. Are there any famous athletes from oh. from your school? Oh, I'm I'm uh, 
Yes. <laughs> when yeah. Blake Snell. Blake who? Snellzilla. <laughs> Snellzilla. Explain Snellzilla to me. Oh, you really don't. Uh, Major League Baseball player Blake Snell is uh, from Shorewood. He's a uh, several years. I mean, he's obviously much younger than me. He's now with the Padres, but long time with the Tampa Bay uh, Rays. Pitched in the. He's the. He's the one that. Um, he was memed for the "You've got to be fucking kidding me" when he got pulled out when he had like a one hitter going. Oh yeah, in the yeah, playoffs. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Blake Snow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, he went to your school. Well, that's great. See, yes. see, these are the kinds of things that don't happen to you when you grow up in small towns, like generally. So was that Carlinville list? Um, Bernie, Dennis, Chris. <laughs> yes. I mean, is that literally the <laughs> no, Carlinville <laughs> athletes? <laughs> Actually, um, um, there was a, a young lady named Kelsey Card who, in the last Olympics, threw the discus. So is she going to slide in between you and Dennis? <laughs> yeah. Or, or just ahead of your brother? I think just ahead of my brother. Bernie, she actually, she her. actually, yeah, she she participated. But she, it might be her and then oh. Bernie. Oh, Bernie just. I mean, I mean, she did. She was Olympics. on TV during go. the Olympics. I mean, that's got it. That's got to give you. That's got to give you. I think that, that's got to. That's got to count for something. There you go. But okay. Uh, but yes. But any, anyone, anyone else? As you were growing up. Um, anybody else that sort of came into your in- initial orbit that uh, that maybe uh, well, that I mean, maybe got famous. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of local athletes in terms of you know that played in Pac-12 schools or played for the UW um, that are all local legends. You know that um, I mean, there was there was quite a run um, right before the real Seattle basketball hotbed. Um, Arizona just kept coming in here and. Uh, recruiting like the Jason Terry's or the Michael Dickerson's. Um, so those were the ones when I was growing up, I'm old mm-hmm. enough that those were the guys that were kind of the, um, big name, uh, local guys that, uh, made it big. Um, but you have, I mean, going all the way back, you have like the James Edwards, uh, Hugh Millens. I mean, we have, I, I think that we're maybe a dearth of baseball players, um, or not that many. I mean, obviously Blake Snell that I just mentioned. And we're going to go ahead and slide Shoreline into the Seattle area. I think we're going to, we're talking about the greater Puget Sound yeah, Seattle yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. So we can yeah. maybe give can Tacoma give, a little love. You can give Tacoma a little love for sure. Okay. I get you your Isaiah Thomas. Um, but uh, I think, I mean, a, a ridiculous amount of NBA players, um, a couple NFL players. Um, I mean, Corey Dillon is just to this day. I mean, Corey I Dillon, in, Corey Dillon was fantasy football gold. <laughs> <laughs> for for a lot of years, for a good a good long time. Although uh, although he was the the king of getting his touchdowns swooped by that Rudy Johnson. The fact that I remember Rudy Johnson was the king of the one yard touchdown vulture, but Corey Dillon was Corey Dillon was in school when I was finishing, and that's the the infamous uh, where he had almost three hundred yards from scrimmage in the first quarter against San Jose State. It was in, he set an NCAA record for most amount of rushing yards in one quarter and had an 80 yard touchdown reception. To Corey Dillon, Corey Dillon did make up for that because he was the one yard touchdown runner for the Patriots for a couple of seasons. Turn about his fair play. Corey Dillon also infamous for being at UW just that one year and never attending a single class. <laughs> just the perfect well, <laughs> way football season starts that you're able to uh, not necessarily make it to any of those classes and be eligible right up until the bowl game and then uh, bounce. Huh. I guess it's good. I guess it's good work if you can get it. Absolutely. It's a lot like it's a lot. I think it's a lot like how my kids are going to school now. <laughs> I'm there in theory. 
<laughs> I, I turned on the Zoom. I was there. Too bad they didn't have remote learning for uh, Corey Dillon back then. Even it just been, it'd been fun. He had, he had Te- attended every school. He had, Technically, just- I think he did pioneer the remote learning. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little light on the learning part. He yeah, was definitely he, remote, though. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. The um, Yeah, I think it is. It's really NBA stuff is what we get around here, right? It's the, the most of the most of the, what the the famous folks we see are are that now where did Olerud now Olerud went where did he grow up he uh, around here somewhere John Olerud he went to Wazoo mm-hmm. um, and that was the big thing that he was actually uh, a pitcher when he was at Wazoo he wasn't the prolific hitter that's the um, uh, did he have a I feel like he had a brain aneurysm mm. and uh, that's when the the whole helmet thing came about yeah. but he lost um, I think he lost something in the mechanics and the ability to pitch, but he could always hit. And that's when he just then turned into a prolific um, hitter. But I think, I don't think he's from Seattle area. I think he just went to, oh no, he was born in Seattle. Burn on me. Look at that. Um, And you really want to, you want to call John Olroot out for two-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, three-time Gold Glove winner, and American League batting champ. So you think that's... Is that does that slot at number two for Carlinville? Would he be like again still right behind, right, right behind Kelsey Card and right Card. maybe tied with uh, Bernard Zafik? Yeah, slightly prolific. So John Allroot, I think, is probably our best um, best recognizable name for baseball. Grady Sizemore was pretty awesome. He was up in Everett for a while. Um, he played for the Indians. He was a pretty hot hot little something for baseball. Um, for a period of time, but it's it's an insane number of basketball, and I haven't even said either of the two names that would probably be the ones. Um, I mean, the ones that obviously that I'm most uh, both UW, Nate Robinson and Brandon Roy. Nate Robinson, I say from an all around athlete thing because Nate Robinson went to UW on a football scholarship, and he's I mean, if you know, he's like five foot seven, yeah. and started as a freshman was a, a complete force uh, for our listeners down. Uh, in Oregon, he was part of a 42 to 14 uh, game against Oregon with an interception uh, as a true freshman, uh, and then switched to basketball. And I mean, most people know Nate Robinson there from his you know 47 attempts at a dunk championship. <laughs> the uh, yeah, Nate Robinson, uh, amazing athlete. Again, kind of like that Iverson thing, where Iverson was this amazing quarterback, high school quarterback, like mm-hmm. unstoppable. Um, just freak athletes like that. You put them in the, you put them in a, in that high school fishbowl, and they just go buck wild. They just do anything they want, all they want. It's amazing. Have yeah, you ever been to the? Have you ever been to the uh, the the Nate the Nate Robinson chicken and waffle uh, <laughs> joint? I haven't. I had it on my list at one particular point. Have you? <laughs> I've never been. Do uh, well. I feel like we just kind of. I think, I think feel like we just filled out our post COVID uh, appointment book right yeah, there. Yeah, lunch 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 for sure. But then but then he had to go and sully it by getting his just shit knocked out. Maybe one sport one sport too many. Jake, by Jake Ball. I really, really need the um I need the behind the scenes footage on that one because that was definitely the maybe I should have trained more. I feel like it was the great white hype in reverse kind of thing. Right. Where it was like the I didn't take this seriously enough kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. There is there are people who are tough and can scrap, and I get that, you know what I mean. But boxing is a sport, and it needs to be and it needs to be trained. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for uh, anyway. Sidebar on Jake Paul. Jake Paul, 
Uh, he's one gonna get. He's sure. gonna whatever. One of those. One of those Paul boys. Anyway, he's gonna get his night lights put out by somebody, and it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. I can't no wait. And no one's gonna be sad if it's debilitating, which is probably <laughs> the worst part about it. I don't want it to be debilitating. I, I kind I do, of don't. I do. I do. I do want to see him go lights out, though. I like. I just want this like lean into one and then boom out. Sure, but I don't. I mean, I don't know that he could do worse. Than, I mean, the Nate Robinson one was terrible. Oh my god, it was brutal. Yeah. I I I watch a lot of knockout videos. <laughs> really. <laughs> Are you getting into segment yeah. two already? No, I'm not. I'm not. But it's because uh, you don't feel the, guilty about it. No, I don't feel guilty about that at all. It's uh, it's just one of those things where boxing. I think boxing is an amazing sport. It's and it's brutal, and that's I think that's what I like about it. But you know, some guys zigs, and when he should have zagged, and it's lights out, and they oh, just yeah. and they just they just crumple. I just it's just crazy. Yeah, the leaning into it one or the the combo when the third I've seen the a one to one where the one didn't the last one doesn't even land because the guy's yeah. already on the way down but it was it's just so fast <laughs> right oh. so the uh, so um, of course we have to talk a little bit about golf because we have uh, we have a, an absolute local legend Hall of Famer Fred Couples and and if I had a nickel for every story I heard. <laughs> while hanging around Jefferson Park about someone who knew him, saw him, played with him, I'd have a lot of nickels. Really? Pretty amazing. Everybody's got a Fred Couples story. Oh, my God. Every old dude who hangs around Jefferson Park, the golf course, has a story about Fred Couples. And I got to I gotta imagine maybe 50% of them are apocryphal. <laughs> But but fine. I'm totally I'm totally down with it. But the uh, but when you talk about junior golf and you hang around junior golf like I do, everyone has sort of a story. Like I was talking to this other dude, and he said, "Oh my God, when I played in junior golf, I played uh, you know I played against Ryan Moore, <laughs> who's a multi PGA Tour winner from Tacoma area." And he said, "No, no one. No, he won everything." Like everyone has like those shark stories like, mm-hmm. in golf, especially like there's this one person who won everything. No one beat them. And now they're a professional. Uh, I heard a story the other day. Someone said, Oh God, when I was in junior golf, I played against Joel Damon who just won recently on the, on the PGA tour. And he just said in junior golf. Yeah. It's like, you know, like no one, no one could touch him. It was just, uh, he was just that much better than everybody. I got to imagine. I got to imagine late eighties, early 90s southern california if tiger <laughs> tiger woods is play he's eight i'm in the 13 year old division and he's beating me i mean that would be <laughs> who is that who is that that just told that story is it david chang i think it's david chang the celebrity chef okay was a uh, prolific youth golfer okay growing up and he said i think he was like he's i think one year different but there's some sort of window of time where he was like every tournament you go to and it was just all this Tiger Woods guy kind of. And then he just gave up. I think he told a story where something like where eventually he's like, I actually threw my clubs in the ocean playing golf in Scotland and I haven't played since. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that seems it's a, it's uh, a hard finish. Right. That uh, that seems that seems uh, I think that's the path of I think that, from from where I sit. I think that's the path of a lot of youth golfers. I see a lot of uh, I see a lot of uh, I see a lot of uh, you know kids with the uh, with the with the scrunchy face during. <laughs> like, Fortunately, of... he had another outlet. 
he's turned it into he's made something of himself. I threw right. my I threw my golf club in a in the riverbank one time and I didn't turn it into something more positive. <laughs> right. I didn't ever I didn't ever cl- climb out of that hole. <laughs> my life actually went backwards from there. <laughs> like that was the high point of my life. Right. But the uh, we got any football players on this uh, on the on the list here? Oh, we had Corey Dillon. We had uh, we have uh, Taylor Mays also from O'Day. Who was mm. unbelievable in high school and pretty unbelievable in college, and somehow that didn't necessarily translate as much in uh, the NFL as much. Much, uh, I think he never really recovered from thinking that Pete Carroll was going to make him a first-round pick, and Pete, Pete Carroll made that mistake and went with uh, this Earl Thomas guy. I don't, oh, know, yeah. that, well. I don't know if that worked out for the Seahawks or not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. Oh. Uh, it, it, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say Nate Burleson, mm-hmm. who was excellent on TV. Who's fantastic on? Has found a t- tremendous second life on TV. Uh, Hugh Millen also. So there's a fair amount of um, athletes played NFL who are actually just just as good broadcasting. Uh, Brock Heward also again would fall in that pride of Puyallup. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's yeah. this interesting this interesting um, our NFL lineage just kind of turns into better talkers than than their overall careers, I guess. Great, a lot, a lot of talent in Seattle, and, and typical Chris Vilsenor runs the uh, the podcast. I never set a timer. Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we'll we'll have to we'll have to settle the who's the best athlete maybe later, but not yeah. today. But it's a good overview of uh, of the talent around here. And and if you went to uh, if you went to school with somebody who made it big in sports, let us know in the Twitter. Um, I love I love to hear, you know, I love it when people have firsthand you know, knowledge of, of, of this kind of stuff. I think it's, I think it's amazing. So I, I would love to see the, the two on three Twitter comments about all the people we missed who we slighted, please. Oh, we slighted, bring it, we, bring it. <laughs> we slighted so many. All right. Segment number two. All right. In segment number two, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about guilty pleasures. Now I'm not sure if I believe in guilty pleasures, <laughs> I think I tend to like what I like and I don't feel particularly bad about it. I'm generally unapologetic about about it. I think guilty pleasure sort of denotes that that you don't want to share these things with others, but or you might think they would look down upon you. But um I there's a lot of things that I like and and uh, and I don't care who knows it. There we go. Say it loud, <laughs> say it proud. <laughs> Is this is this the genesis of this from you giving me crap about a Knight's Tale? Yes, yes. Okay. So yes, it, is, it was the twentieth anniversary of a Knight's Tale, and and I'm a very I'm sort of hot and cold on a Knight's Tale. I do I do I do find myself watching it from time to time if it comes on. There are like some. I feel like we're edging right towards that guilty pleasure kind of thing right here. You're not really it's, super psyched. It's, it's not. It's not so much a guilty pleasure. I don't think it's a good movie, but, but because you're waiting for Zack Snyder to release the Paul Walker cut, right? Exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine that movie? I can't imagine that movie because oh, I saw Timeline. <laughs> but in that a, t- a period piece. Paul Walker in anything other than jeans and a t-shirt, really? Yes, it's it's like yes, it's like it's like Kenneth Branagh getting Keanu to do Shakespeare in Much Ado About Nothing. It's like, yeah, he's, I mean, he's a man of a certain time. Like Paul Walker is a man of a certain time, like 1995. 
Owen Wilson in a Woody Allen movie? I mean, things that just seem... That, that actually oh, makes sense. See, now he's going to... That actually makes sense because he's supposed to be a man out of time, right? So there's nobody who's more of the present than Owen Wilson. So when you put him in... Wow. Wow. <laughs> the uh, that It makes more sense. But... Okay, so... You know, let me let me let me. So a Knight's Tale. So a Knight's Tale might might be construed as a guilty pleasure if I if I liked it more. Okay, maybe if I say some and you can tell me, should I feel guilty about if the cutting edge was on, my inability to change the channel? <laughs> that is without question a guilty pleasure. <laughs> and I miss Moira Kelly. Where uh, she did what that turn on the West Wing and I, what uh, happened to Moira Kelly? Uh, Come on. There was a period of time where after I had done the or liner notes one, uh, because there was lots of conversation about hockey and we did the the movies with the music that uh, that came up and I I uh, used the toe pick gif. Uh-huh. And then for a full month that gif was in my frequently used ones i only used it one time in a, in a chat with them but it literally was and it gave me nothing but pleasure like every yeah. time i went to go oh i'm gonna add a gif to this tweet and it was like that's the first thing that popped up i was like oh, right. topic i'm going to i'm going to um posit that every movie that features ice skating qualifies as a guilty pleasure <laughs> if, you, if you like this movie <laughs> it Uh-oh. is a guilty pleasure. What are the what are the are what baiting, are, the are you baiting reasons are? Yes. Because he's gonna miracle right at you. No, that's not ice. That's not figure okay, wait, figure skating. Got it. Figure skating. Sorry, not ice skating. Not not ice skating. Finger painting? Figure <laughs> figure skating. Every every movie that 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 features figure skating is officially a guilty pleasure. Okay. Because, you know, I mean ice castles. <laughs> sure. Great. Um I'm going to be impressed if you can get to five. Ice Princess. If you say so. What's the Skates of Fire? What's the film? Is that called? Is it called Skates of Blades of Glory? Blades of Glory. Yep. Nice. You know, the Cutting Edge. Cutting Edge is number one with a bullet. And that's four. So that's four movies. All of which, all of which absolutely have to be have to be classified as guilty pleasures. What about a gymnastics movie like Stick It? Uh, without question. <laughs> <laughs> For the folks on the pod, you needed to see, I wasn't sure if Phil's video froze or if he, it just took him a minute to really process that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it took a second. It took a second. I can't remember her name. It'll occur to me probably in 10 minutes or so. Good pod. The, uh, <laughs> good, good, good stuff. The um, uh, failure to launch. Okay, so every Matthew McConaughey rom com is a guilty pleasure. Okay, I was going to go the other way in the fact that there are only two times in my life I can stand Sarah Jessica Parker: failure to launch and striking distance. Really? Yeah. Everything else is like you. You and Ty are totally down with striking distance. Striking distance is fantastic. <laughs> how about the? How about leaving? <laughs> leaving Las Vegas, honeymoon in Vegas. Okay, don't watch. Don't watch honeymoon in Vegas and think you're watching leaving Las Vegas or vice versa because your 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 life is going to get bad. Yeah. No, it's honeymoon in Vegas. She's also sort of. She's also terrific in that. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> and the witch movie, okay. where she's a witch. 
pretty sure that's all of her movies. <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't cast spells in any of the other ones. I just, I just she writes set them up. I just set them up and you knock them down. She also it also rhymes with witch. Yeah. All right. So for me, the one thing that again borders on guilty pleasure, and I think it's a national guilty pleasure, but pro wrestling. Okay. Pro wrestling is. <laughs> An absolute guilty pleasure. Now, if you get into a room with a bunch of people who love wrestling, like wrestling's awesome. But if you like bring up pro wrestling in a room, like any any sort of random room, and people look at you like the fuck, like you watch pro wrestling. Now, I haven't watched pro wrestling regularly in a long time. I was gonna ask. I mean, but this I was did... a regular. This was a regular part of the routine, dude. It was. I mean, that whole Monday night. Raw's War, the whole thing. That's then the birth of SmackDown. That whole the era of of wrestling is amazing. The, the the peak of the the peak of the art form. And I did I did tune into some I did tune into some SmackDown a couple of weeks ago and watched probably about thirty or forty minutes of it. And did you recognize any? I mean, are there still familiar faces? There, no. Roman Reigns is uh you know he's uh he's he's the is that he's probably the most famous guy. Hobbs and Shaw. Yes, yes, <laughs> from the Hobbs and Shaw. Aren't you the Rock's, Rock's cousin? <laughs> I think, I, I think. okay, I think all the Fast and Furious movies that now qualify as guilty pleasures. <laughs> I feel like that went from, main, I think it's mainstream now. I think it was guilty pleasure before, but now I it's don't still, think you can avoid it. It's a guilty pleasure. It's a guilty pleasure because it's the most ridiculous, and I, I, I probably talk about this every week but it's the most ridiculous franchise in the history of if, of of movie franchises but could it must you point break it <laughs> could have been you the uh okay so i think we all know that that ty and i have a penchant and i know that you do too for boy band music <laughs> you're not afraid to embrace the boy band music sure. so much so that the other day i was driving the car and i uh, went to my apple music and i and i and i pulled up the insync essentials and i listened to like an hour of insync music and shockingly knew way more of the words than i probably should have it was it was it was pretty bad i, I have to admit I, I will say that there has been a fun bonding experience with my now 16-year-old daughter in the last two years where she suddenly decided, whether it was ironic or not, she had at least one or two sync, one or two Backstreet Boys songs in the regular rotation where mm. she would just, she goes, you know what we really need? And she would play that and just scream sing at the top of her lungs. And it was just, it was fantastic. It was a great, great father-daughter moment. I know it bridges it bridges the generations, but in the same vein, my daughter also, and I, I've mentioned this once in social media. She's also a world class troll. That I thought it was really ridiculously cool that she had uh, today was a good day also on it. Until I realized that um, she did it because she would get to the part where, and then the Lakers beat the Supersonics, and she would scream it out loud, and then she just flipped to the next song and laugh. <laughs> and I was like. Who raised you? <laughs> Why are you so mean? Too soon. <laughs> too, too soon. It's still too, too soon. soon. Oh, sidebar. As 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 both fathers of 16-year-old girls, are you ready for the Olivia Rodrigo album to drop tomorrow? Because we are I'm going to hear nothing but this record for the next like month. Every single time my daughter drove doing her requisite <laughs> <laughs> hours that you need to drive with a guardian 
or a supervised adult, and I don't know Dri- how she ended up drive, with me. Driver's license. For her driver's license, that freaking song was on every <laughs> single time on the radio. Now there's a whole album. Now, now I got exposed to the the next single like heavily. Like I was just like, God, can we please stop? And now we're getting into the the full album drop tomorrow. So gird yourself because it's happening. But I was unaware. My my daughter did take the time to explain to me the whole genesis of the song and who was dating who and this right. person wronged that person and this is whose house we're really driving by that blonde girl blah 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 and i wait, was like wait till wait till wait till we get to segment three <laughs> i should have i should have memorized all those names Damn it. you might you might you might want have wanted to the you know i have uh, just a I, we're you know getting close to time here but, <laughs> supposedly uh, allegedly whatever whatever we're doing this week i don't really know the uh, the local news is my guilty pleasure. My wife, I I watch I watch the local news like a lot. I don't know what my problem is. I just like watching the local news. I don't I don't know what's wrong. It's it's I don't know. I need help. This is actually is it that's a cry for help. I feel like one time didn't we run into a local? Did we know somebody that was a local person in Portland, or we met somebody out one time? And I remember it was like our little faux celebrity moment. She was like, "Oh, she's the KATU weekend Sunday morning backup anchor." Oh yes, 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 yes. I, I yes, yes. I do remember. I do. Re- <laughs> I do remember now. Maybe that was guilty pleasure. Who knows? No, no, no. I don't know. I don't know why. I that's I don't I, my wife walks in she's like are you watching the local news again like I'll turn it on and I'll watch it for like an hour. I'll watch it like at five o'clock and then I'll watch it again at like 10 o'clock and then I'll watch it I don't know what my problem is I can't think of the last time I watched the local news but and yet I have a local news memory permanently etched into my memory banks from the WTO riots i mean way way back when uh-huh. and we were actually living in portland but i came up here for a work trip was staying at the bellevue club turned on the tv while i was getting ready or something like that it was during that and they had been on air for like 16 hours or something and i can't remember dennis bounds and not lori matsukawa it was i can't remember it was it was the pair that had always been together and they're they're describing what's going on on the screen and they're like, okay. And you can see that the police are now advancing up Pike. And then you heard the other one chime and goes, that's pine. It was like, no, that's Pike. And she goes, no, it's pine, which is, if you're from Seattle, this is relatively funny in the sense that we have all these streets that are relatively similar, but it got to the point where someone was like, it says Pike on the bottom of the screen. (laughs) And then it took like a full on beat. And then they were like, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. This has obviously been very stressful and we've been on the air for quite some time. (laughs) I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> Only happens on local news. See, that's the kind of stuff that happens on local news. This is more approachable. Yeah. A little less polished. A little more approachable. <laughs> kind of like this else? podcast. <laughs> Anything else on your list before we transition? Guilty pleasures? Uh, no. I mean, you did. You did. I mean, suddenly I have the incredible urge next Monday to show up at your place with a PlayStation, NBA 2K, a bucket of KFC, ready to watch Raw in a couple hours and that, i don't think i'll be turned away <laughs> you and, anyone who shows up my house with kentucky fried chicken will never be turned away that's first of all but the local the local grocery store has cheap chicken monday so you can save yourself a bunch of money and do the supermarket cheap chicken monday 
just for the record, for those of you who've only come into your knowledge of Chris Villasenor in the last decade, this is a very different Chris Villasenor from a couple decades ago. <laughs> you tur- I mean, I really want you to listen to the lyrics of Parents Just Don't Understand, and I need you to really kind of feel it right. for a moment, Chris, because your role reversal has happened. It Oh, 100%. <laughs> hundred percent. Like, you know, you watch something like reality bites right now. And like, I, and I could not be any more on the side of Ben Stiller now. <laughs> like, it's like, Ethan, it's like, Ethan Hawking, a fucking idiot. Like I can't, uh, what is going on here? This, this kid is so stupid. Why is she hanging out with him? There you go. Future segment. Uh, Ty, if you're listening, go ahead and write this one down. Uh, role reversals or where your POV has switched as you've grown, who the hero, the heroes have changed. Like, again, this would be not to Cobra Kai and Karate Kid. Your yes. hero, your, your hero positioning in that movie has changed dramatically. <laughs> dramatically. All right. All right. That's it for segment two. On to segment three. All right. Segment three. So in trying to come up with some ideas for the show, I was looking at, I thought it would be fun to do like a Hollywood minute where we just looked at headlines from, um, you know, Hollywood and just kind of commented on them. You know how David Spade used to do like that Hollywood minute? We just say snarky shit about, about people. Okay. Turns out I don't know any of these people anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So I have nothing snarky to say about them, nor do I have anything, anything, you know, anything you know, insightful, which is the funny part about this segment is it's just going to be us not being insightful about people in, in celebrity news, which generally Ty would yell at me for putting up this kind of a, but since you're here, (laughs) we're going to do this. All right. So the quiz is, so we're going to explore the people magazine celebrity engagements of 2021. And you're going to say one, None, one, or both. If you know any of the people oh, who are who are getting gained, engaged. Okay. All right. All right. The first one is Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartik. That's a, that's a, that's a big zero. <laughs> they're, the one, they're the number one. This is the number one celebrity engagement? Well, this is just no, yeah. Or it's just, it's first on the list? Yeah. I mean, when you tell me who these people are, should I should I feel bad? Uh, n- no. Okay. So this is okay. So this is a nun, right? So this I had a, a I had a nun on this one. She was the Bachelorette, which sidebar, the Bachelor and the Bachelorette Guilty are man. the absolutely most hateful toward women programs that have ever been created in the history of television, and people love them, and you should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> All right, and from the top uh, of Judgment Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, and and it was uh, and um, this this guy is a also a Bachelor franchise alum. Okay, yeah, right. I I feel actually uh, emboldened ba- by my 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 zero on that one. <laughs> I actually feel much better about myself. They're, they're Bachelor and Bachelorette people. All right, okay. um, so they're terrible let's... people who fake things for attention. Okay, yeah, got it. Okay, this is Anna Conkle and Alex. And Fanger. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, which way? Which way to the Conkle and Fanger affair? Are you Conkle or and Fanger? Which party are you in? I'm. I'm gonna take another zero. I'm taking a huge zero on this. This is the. Um, 
Let's Anaconco. see. Is Anaconco got... like a third tier USTA? So, so PN15 penis or. Oh, <laughs> that show. The star, yes. Okay. Pen15. Got it. That's, that's, uh, that's, um, her. And yeah, that's, is that her? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, she, her, she. Yeah, there you go. And okay. they're engaged. And who's he? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that show is. What is that show? I, I've seen it on the scroll on one of the streaming services, and I have never felt compelled to click on it. 1015. Okay, here we go. Tallulah Willis and Dylan Buss. Tallulah Willis, I know. Oh, these are the next people. Uh, yes, these are the next people. <laughs> is I'm sorry, Tallulah Willis, that, I feel like that's a... Okay. Yes, so she is I the know daughter. her parents. Yes, I know her parents. <laughs> uh, what was the dude's name? Dylan Bus. Dylan, Dylan Bus. Bus a bus a bus. Is Buster Rhymes? Is that Buster Rhymes' no. kid? <laughs> He's the son of Buster Rhymes. Dylan Bus. <laughs> Buster Rhymes' this kid is Dylan. By the way. <laughs> True story. No, he's a director of some sort. I don't think okay. I've seen any of his shows. Okay, so I am one for six. Yeah. So I could. So I'm batting cleanup for the Mariners. By the way, just FYI. Oh, here we go. Brianna Stewart and Marta uh, Casam Castamon. Again, I, I I'll take Casadamon. one. I'll take the taller, more talented, unbelievable sports accolades. Uh, Brianna Stewart. I did not yes. know her um, wife to be. I was not. She is. She's all. She is a uh, Spanish basketball player. Excellent. Muy bien. Muy bien. Congratulations, Stewie. Felicitones. Bring us, bring us another ring, that that people will just like, people will just like, oh yeah, another another S- Seattle S- Storm ring. Like, come on, can we sell? Can we celebrate the Seattle Storm a little more if they win another ring? There's a very vocal group that celebrates. Good for them. I should. I'm part of that group. All right. Um, will Zalatoris and Caitlin Sellers. Peter Sellers. No. Um, wow. He sounds like a race. He sounds like he should be in the F1 driver. Will uh, Zalatoris? Yeah. Will Zalatoris is, uh, is a golfer. He got second no. at the Masters. <laughs> Whoopsies. My lack look, of golf knowledge is showing. Yeah. And Caitlin Sellers is his uh, his fiance. She, uh, I do not believe she is famous for anything other than that. To be. Okay. All right. Here we go. Cheyenne Floyd and Zach Davis. <laughs> Are either one of these Disney stars? <laughs> no. Really? Mm. Cheyenne and Zach? I mean, this isn't a show. <laughs> if you say so, I'm pretty All sure right. it is. She is a uh, Teen Mom OG star. Then that's it. Okay. He's He doesn't seem famous for anything else. Impregnating a teen mom? <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. Oh, here we go. Gail Monfils and Elena uh, Svitolina. Svitolina. Gail Monfils and Elena Svitolina. Okay, again, can we can I ask which ballroom that particular ceremony is in? Because I can't ask. I mean. <laughs> I'm looking for the Monfils Svitolina uh, wedding. These two uh, I know. These two I know. European tennis stars. Very good. European tennis stars. Gail Monfils and Alina Svitolina. 
they're very cute are they are they uh, a doubles pairing they are both very good singles players but now they'll I don't, I, be a double but now they'll be a doubles player <laughs> like just just the just the awful cringy like like tennis things that are going to end up at their wedding will be probably hopefully they'll if they're plenty rich they'll probably do something really classy you don't think they're going to incorporate oh now we're both playing for love it's love love <laughs> oh, in <God>. their house <laughs> oh suddenly right. I want to watch Wimbledon wait a minute right. speaking yeah. of guilty pleasures hey that's not, not guilty. a that's a, not guilty that's a terrific movie yes it's and we can tie Paul Bettany to A Knight's Tale boom Look at that. He, he's also married to my number one celebrity crush, but that's beyond. That's I'm not holding that against him. All right, Katie Bates and Travis Clark. His name sounds. Is Travis Clark a musician? No, that's uh, Travis Barker, who is the drummer <laughs> for <laughs> the drummer uh, for Blink One Eighty Two. To anybody is he? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, he might be. Sorry, I don't know. Uh, I thought he isn't Travis Barker the one that passed. No, he's not dead. He got in a, he got in a plane wreck and almost and survived. Oh, didn't he? Good yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's alive. Okay. <laughs> um, Travis, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna. There's no, I'm there's no. You're not getting this. This is a um, um, she's a reality star show. A uh, bringing up Bates. God, this. Okay. I mean, this is this. I mean, if you're the if you <laughs> if you're the, the the People Magazine like society editor. You know, there you go. Oh, here we go. This one's this is a layup. Brooks Kepka and Jenna Sims. Never heard of them. No, never I'd heard like of them. To, I'm trying to forget about them. Let's be clear. I'm skipping them. <laughs> skipping them right over. Aren't they the two most lovable people in golf? Oh my god. They're I the mean, two I, most, like, they're, two most, they're the two most obnoxious people in golf. I mean, is this just like the perfect pairing? I mean, yeah, are they like terrible and terrible? Like, cause, but like, because literally no one else on the planet could like them, so they, they they found the only other person that draws that same level of energy. Right. Yeah, exactly. How about Bethany Frankel and Paul Burnan? Bethany Frankel sounds familiar, but yeah, she's 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 uh, I don't. This is not this is not a program that you watch, but it probably uh, infiltrates your life in some way, shape, or form. Um. I'm going to admit a, to a zero, but... She's a she's a real housewife of New York. Mm. Bethany Frankel. Yes, she's a terrible person. <laughs> well, I mean, aren't all the real housewives a little bit... Uh, a little I bit, think it's uh, a requirement. I, I but mean, I mean... It's, it's the, that's the low bar of entry. You have to be the most obnoxious person on the planet, and then you get it. Right. So, I mean, again, but we're talking about... This is a People magazine list. Yes, and at this point, all kids care about is YouTube and reality shows and IG and what have you. Influencers so like, influencing. Yeah, are you an influencer? So, I mean, like you, you should know you're a you're a UW influencer. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> My influence level. I, I don't need to. God, do you remember when clout first came out? <laughs> <laughs> I had a good clout score. Do you remember having to try and help someone manipulate a cloud score? Uh, hmm. Yes, I remember it very, very. Statue well. of limitations, I believe, has expired. <laughs> I don't think they've of... they've never expired. You don't you don't ever get out of the family. The secrets die. The secrets <laughs> die with with you and the family. All okay. right. The last last one: Bella Thorne and Benjamin Mascolo. I know that she is a either uh, reality or hip hop TV movie like B level. 
No, she might be. She might. She might actually have some movies. She was. She, can't she was carry a, a movie, can she? Mm, I think she's been in some movies for sure. Okay. <laughs> she. She was. Uh, she was a Disney star. Okay. Um, uh, she was Zendaya's partner in some dance show they used to do. Like these, I forget the name. Okay. My daughter used to watch it. Nice. And then she was in. And then she was in some movie with Patrick Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Where she was a girl who couldn't go out in the daylight. She had like a... She was a vampire? No. It wasn't a Twilight movie. That would have made it better. It was... Twilight movies are awful. But the... uh, She had a condition where sunlight would like kill her. So she... uh, I'm UV sensitive. She's UV sensitive. And Patrick Schwarzenegger was the the neighborhood boy who... uh, Lured her outside. Well, I guarantee night. you, in the movie, at like, some point, he lures her outside. For sure, and, and she dies. No, it's not <laughs> how that works. It's the uh, yeah. It's sort of like it's sort of like a lesser version of Mandy Moore dies of cancer. You know that movie? Yeah. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert: If you've never seen Mandy Moore dies of cancer, which is actually a guilty pleasure, <laughs> might be a guilty pleasure. Oh, because I really, just I really to work our way to it. I really like that movie. And I watch it all the time. (laughs) First daughter. Oh, yes. Okay, all those. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, folks. I had to. I had to open the treasure trove of knowledge. Enough of enough of these shenanigans of people we don't know. What did I do? Like four? Yeah. So if you knew more than half of those, (laughs) I fear. I feel like I knew six total, and two of them were awful, awful golf people. Yes, and one was a really nice golf person that I knew him. Oh, I didn't know his. I didn't know his. Uh, his. His. Um, his fiance. Supposed to be. Yeah, they seem like nice kids. I wish nice. him all the best. I don't know anything about any of these other people. It is hilarious. I went through these. There were thirty-seven of them, and if I and if I knew one in ten, it was shocking. It would be shocking for sure. All right, enough of these shenanigans. Nice. Uh, well, you know what time it is now. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! Dad jokes of the week. <laughs> You're not going to give me a woo. Woo! I did it earlier. Sorry. I, I, I blew my woo away earlier when you. I, like, <laughs> you blew my woo. Now, now I have some dad jokes, but the reason, the reason, you know, we like to have Josh on for dad jokes week because he brings the dirty ones, which is great. <laughs> so I'm going to read you some of the more classic style and then i'll have josh read the blue ones blue dad jokes which are always hilarious and then i actually wrote a dad joke so so here we go here are the ones i've got i really like pictures of cones pyramids and cylinders they just speak volumes to me (laughs) okay what do a tick and the eiffel tower have in common they're both parasites. Oh, I like a little wordplay. <laughs> My friend said that he didn't understand cloning, and I said that makes two of us. Nice. I feel like I feel like every one of these has a movie joke. I feel like you could have been like a parasite. The movie you could have worked in there. This is right. multiplicity. Not multiplicity. What's the? Yeah, multiplicity. Multiplicity. There we go. Trust your instincts. Yeah. A friend of mine wants to be buried with his record collection. He says it'll be his vinyl resting place. Okay. That would be oh, that God. would be the John Cusack movie. Anyway, 
And then, um, let's see. That's it. What do you have? I thought we'd do, we'll do the, uh, like the entry level dad jokes that are a little bit naughty just for the kid, the kids. That... Before the kids go to bed, send your kids to bed. And again, I, I, again. If you're listening to this in the car with your children, this, this is a good time to maybe, maybe, uh. <laughs> the first one's safe. The first one is, is, is a cute, <laughs> is a cute, a foray, a, a light entry. But again, I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance because much like your theory about, you know, no one invents dad jokes or. Every one of these has been told in some fashion. It may have even been told on the show. But the first one is the, why did the ketchup blush? He saw the salad dressing. She's hot, too. See? That was... <laughs> Blue cheese has got some lumps. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those lady lumps. She's got lumps in all the right places. Uh, this one harkens back to uh, our uh, young single days. What's six inches long, two inches wide, and makes everyone go crazy? A hundred dollar bill. What's up? I ain't never seen no hundred dollar bill. Right. Okay, and again, the last one. Last one is uh, just to uh, to be as wildly inappropriate as possible. But again, it's where your mind goes. What goes in hard and dry but comes out soft and wet? Spaghetti. Gum. <laughs> I feel like spaghetti's a... I, thought, I thought spaghetti was a good, good guess. <laughs> I, I, we will accept spaghetti. Right. That's the uh, whole uh, what's brown and sticky. The stick. <laughs> nice. All right, here's the one I wrote. I hang with a bunch of guys and we're all the illegitimate children of an 80s metal band. We're rat bastards. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Thank I, you. I feel like there's some sort of, and we finally figured out who our moms are, Iron Maidens? <laughs> maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I feel like, the, again, uh, another future segment about, like, a, a whose line is it anyway, give you a topic, and you have to try and work your way through, like, I give you the scenario. So that was your make family relations out of uh, 80s metal bands. Right. Here, let's, 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 uh, let's jump into the overtime. Overtime. So in the overtime, speaking of metal bands that didn't get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Somebody's got an axe to grind but I mean, let's 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 be clear about what's happening in the uh well iron maiden not in still which is completely ridiculous and again there's everyone has a band <clears throat> everyone knows of a band that they like or really believe it should be in and um and they are not so the uh who, who votes but, on that I don't know. Like people, like there's some people who vote. There's a committee that votes. You know, it's just the Hall of Fame. Who do you knows? Think, do you think they get more votes or less votes if they send Eddie the head to each of each of the houses of the voters to kind of plead their case? Right. Exactly. Although real rock and roll people probably don't give a shit, right, to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because you know, real rock people are anti-establishment. Iron Maiden does. They don't care. I, I'm pretty sure if, the, if we called up the members of Iron Maiden and said, hey, you guys aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they'd be like, I don't, we don't care. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> we don't really give a shit. But I thought it, maybe we would touch on some of the, some of the um, performer category that, um, that um, 
that people got in. Tina Turner gets in. Sure. Seems like seems seems a little late to the party. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she was a staple of me growing up. I mean, I mean, when I was a kid, and what's love got to do with it came came out, and it was a big hit. And that was like the first time Tina Turner had like shown up in like years and years and years. Like I didn't know Tina Turner from anybody when I was a you know when I was in eighth grade or whenever that came out. So, but she seems you know you- she had another great like fifteen year run after after that showed up. So sure. I thought she was getting in on the strength of like a Golden Eye theme. Yeah. <laughs> 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 here, here. Are there any good? Wait, we should. Yeah, here we go. At some point, we're gonna have to have the James Bond theme song bracket. That'll be a real pleasure. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe our liner notes will do that. Hey, Chris, put that on your list. He, he's probably threw up in his mouth a little bit just now. Um, Carol King got in. Not okay. to be not to be confused with actress Carol Kane, <laughs> comedic actress Carol Kane. Don't. You could have listed songs and movies and said which of these is Carol King and which is Carol Kane, and I could have gotten as many of the celebrities right on the <laughs> guess as well. So, yeah. All right, the Go Go's, the Go Go's get in this year, which is great. Okay. Now, can you get? Can you name how many of the Go Go's can you name? <laughs> See, this is we we made this joke before that I uh, each time I'm horrified by any of the quizzes because I am a great clue giver. And I'm a uh-huh. great um, question asker, but for whatever reason, I struggle on. I mean, like, they're only they're only one of the biggest bands of all time, right? Or I'm sorry, they're, female bands. The bands in general, I think, and and I'm I'm gonna have to you know I'll have to cop to this a little bit because I did watch their documentary uh, some months back, and it's a great documentary. I think it's on Showtime or something like that, but the Go-Go's documentary is tremendous and it should be, it should be viewed by people who have even a passing interest in the Go-Go's or eighties music. It's, it's pretty sweet, but I will tell you the name of the Go-Go's Belinda Car, Belinda Carlisle. I was going to say Belinda Carlisle. I, I will, I can at least cop to it. I would have gotten Belinda Carlisle. I know that whoever the next biggest one, I'm going to be really annoyed because I know who it is and I just can't think of it. Jane Weedland. Yes. Weedland. Jane Weedland. Okay. But then after that. Did a little acting. Charlotte Caffey. Sure. Who wrote many, many of the songs. Gina Schock, who was the drummer. And Kathy Valentine, who is the bass player. Anyway, there you go. The Go Go's. The Go Go's. Um, uh, Jay Z is getting in. Well, he had a blueprint for it, so. <laughs> H to the Izzo. Anyway, the Foo Fighters. Dave going in again. Spe- speaking of Seattle. I mean, speaking of speaking of a guy whose whose career is amazing. Like I was in the biggest rock band in the world, and then. I was in one of the biggest rock bands in the world again. Like I was the drummer and the the guy in the background of the biggest rock band in the I world, and then the I big... stepped out front and became the front man, and like a widely beloved. Like no one in rock and music is more widely beloved than Dave Grohl. Like everybody loves Dave Grohl. Yeah, I mean, are we are we He's only terrific. Like three years removed from like the brings a fan on to sing something or bring someone on to? to jam with him during the concerts or just like ridiculously gracious 
absolute energy. But is there a are there other examples of like the keyboard player turns into the front man, the drummer turns into the front man? Of an, I mean, is there no, anybody? It, I mean, no, Ringo Starr obviously. <laughs> it generally, <laughs> it generally, yes. I mean, it would be like Chris Kirkpatrick. Like starting another boy band and like getting, like getting like hugely famous. It was, it's impossible. Like what? It's it, God bless Dave Grohl. I he's he's a fun he's fun. I like you know I like rooting for Dave. He he seems like he really enjoys himself. He really loves playing music. So you know it's kind of uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of refreshing. So I hope behind closed door he's not like a complete raving asshole. But I don't I don't think so. You mean like secret naked pool parties and oh no wait a minute sorry we never right. got to the Bill Gates thing <laughs> <laughs> that was the headline somebody shared that with me uh, Bill Gates known for uh, naked pool party debauchery what have you and I was like known for I mean like <laughs> this is the first time I'm, I'm known for like in like these really elite circles yeah yeah I don't know so and then and then uh, Todd Rundgren gets in and and to be honest with you. That's I, I couldn't. I couldn't. No, no. No. Uh, else. No. No. It's a. It's. A, he's a. He's a guy who's like was like big in the seventies and eighties oh. and early 80s. and and I, I honest to God I cannot I couldn't name you a single Todd Rundgren song. It's like I don't know and I, I missed it. I like I missed the whole. I missed all of Todd Rundgren's career. I have no idea. Honest to God. I mean, is should I mean, is this is is this the where the Iron Maiden guys, if they actually care, they're like, well, this Rundgren's in, we can't right. get in. The I mean, the only thing, the only thing I know about Todd Rundgren is, for the longest time, Liv Tyler thought Todd Rundgren was her, her dad, and it turned out it was Steven Tyler. She didn't know. <laughs> okay, that's the, that's my Todd Rundgren story. That's I've, it. I don't know. All right, and uh, let's see, and then again. I don't know. At some Todd, Todd Harry Rundgren is an American multi-instrumentalist. I don't know a single. If you ask me to name a Todd Rundgren song right now, I cannot name a single one. I'm he sorry. Was in the Cars? I, was he in the Cars? No. It says music groups: The Cars, Utopia, and Naz. I don't know. He was in the Cars. I, I'm, it, <laughs> Jesus. I, We've spent more time on Todd Rundgren in just this conversation than in all the previous years right. of your life. Then I've then in all the previous years of thinking about Todd Rundgren, yes, the last two minutes of thinking about him is more than I've thought of it in my entire life. Yeah, I, I I hate to have a show about where we celebrate our ignorance, but I I I feel like I feel like maybe there was a better choice than Todd Rundgren, but you know to get into the rock and roll hall of fame. But again, the hall of fame, hall of fames are tricky business and these kinds of lists and these kinds of institutions generally, um, cause quite, quite a bit of debate amongst the people they're trying to serve. And I believe the hall of fames do try to serve the, the public who enjoy these things like rock and roll or baseball or football or bowling or whatever hall of fame you want to, what you want to, you want to, you want to visit. Okay, so much like our friends Fox News who need a lot of uh, fact-checking cleanup, I'm um, just going to go ahead and here's your big strong finish on Todd Harry Rundgren. <laughs> so the Wikipedia preview says Associated Acts, the cars. But when you uh-huh. click on the fur, full article, Associated Acts, the new cars, which I feel is slightly different. 
feel like you shouldn't yes. make those equitable. Right, right. I, I was pretty sure Todd Runger wasn't in the cars, but I was not going to argue with Wikipedia. But now that you say this, it's like, okay, yes, I don't. That's uh, he was not associated with the cars. I don't know. The new cars, really? Then, yeah. <laughs> That'd be like me starting a band called Von Halen. <laughs> I think you should. Yeah. We're the mighty Von Halen. Like, what? What are you doing out there? Jesus. Josh, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Always a pleasure to hang. We don't hang enough. Absolutely. We should, it was we so should cool. fix we should fix that. Um, but aside from that, it's all over. All over but crying. <laughs> I know. I do I have a do I have the thing? Do I have a do I have a do I have a do I have the 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 the, the outro? God, man, I swear to God, this is the worst. I'm the worst at this job. It's you know, anyway. Thanks everybody for joining show. the two on three podcast where we hope you are staying positive and testing negative. We hope that you join us next time for some pop culture life strategies and existentialism and until then peace